The Scroll, Chapter 10, Coins. Benjamin strode over to the desk. His face was grim. A reward has been offered to find you. Fortunately, Mariah has been discreet and has only passed it on to her more like-minded connections in the city. Is there a charge to go with it? What am I wanted for? Mariah is more cunning than that. She says she is looking for an older man who is like a father to her, to invite him to her wedding. Kohelet raised his eyebrows. Like a father to her? Benjamin nodded toward the window. We must leave the city. Where would we go? We have no money, and without our friends here in the market we would starve. You would be under suspicion as a runaway slave no matter where we went. We would be found out quicker on the run than if we just stayed here. Benjamin leaned out the window and gripped the sill. The wedding will take place on the eve of the Feast of Boos, and that's still weeks away. With the reward circulating out there, someone will eventually turn us in. Kohelet eased a large man away from the window. Then we need to keep this quiet. Caleb is just across the way, and he is up early this morning. No doubt he has connections to those who may know about the reward. Benjamin's face flushed, and his voice dropped to a whisper. I'm sorry, Master. I did not think of him. Caleb would have no issues in turning us in for a reward. Yes, so we must be very careful for the next two weeks. You keep listening for any news on the street. I have a scroll to complete, so I will stay inside as much as possible until the Feast of Booths arrives and the wedding is complete. That is a good plan, Master. Dira told me that Daniel and Mariah will leave on a trip to Egypt the day after the wedding. If we can avoid her until they leave, this trouble will fade away and we can work at selling your scroll. He looked down at the desk. It looks like you are making great progress. Kohelet picked up the scroll. It has been going well. I like how this last part worked out. He raised the words closer to his failing eyes and spoke them aloud. Everything that exists has certain characteristics and mankind is no exception. People are limited in their ability to argue with one who has supreme knowledge, yet they continue to try even though it is futile. Not one of us knows what is best to do during the few and fleeting days we pass you like a shadow, for we cannot know what will happen on the earth after we are gone. So I say a good reputation is better than a lavish funeral, for it makes the day of one's death even better than the day of one's birth. Indeed, it is better to attend a funeral than a party, for death is the destiny of every person, and the living should take this to heart. Mourning is better than laughter, because grief makes us wiser. Although the wise embrace sorrow, fools seek only pleasure. Benjamin nodded eagerly. That is very good. You have combined those teachings well. Fools avoid funerals, because when they listen to people talk about someone they loved, it exposes their self-centered life as a sham. They prefer to find a party where they can celebrate and not be challenged to see a different way of living. That's exactly what I wrote next. It is better to be criticized by the wise than praised by the foolish, for the chatter of fools is like the crackling of burning twigs under a pot. A lot of noise, but nothing is accomplished. Excessive praise, however, can turn the wise into fools, for flattery corrupts the mind. Benjamin clapped his hands together and grinned. As the proverb says, pride leads to destruction and arrogance to downfall. Yes, that's what I love about Proverbs. They're easy to remember and pass on to those who want to walk in the path of the wise. 
Those short sayings are like a nail that you drive into the wall so you can hang things on it. Benjamin pointed out the window ledge. Or tie a crust of bread around it so that the wise won't sleep the day away. Yeah, no doubt you will love this next proverb. Finishing a task is better than starting one, and endurance is better than enthusiasm. Benjamin's deep smile spread across his face. Kohelet wagged a finger at him. And the next one is for you in case I don't get it done. Control your temper, for anger grows in the heart of a fool, and do not say the past was better than the present, for that is a foolish perspective. Benjamin laughed. I don't wish to become a fool, but at times I do look back and feel angry at Daniel for what he did to you. Kohelet sank back into his chair. In this world, it seems there is always something you could become angry at. People act like fools. The legal system is deeply flawed. Friends can treat you poorly. No matter where you turn, there are always things you can be mad about. It is true, Master. That is why I avoid Caleb. I think of that proverb, Don't befriend a hot-tempered man, and don't associate with one who harbors anger. His bad temper consumes him, and then he makes terrible mistakes and causes great trouble for anyone associated with him. His bad temper will ruin his life. That is exactly what I wrote next. Wisdom is like an inheritance in that it provides an ongoing benefit to the living. Although wealth gives a measure of security, the advantage of wisdom is that it preserves the lives of those who acquire it. Benjamin looked at him, waiting for more. That is where I finished for now, and I don't have the energy to write more today. I think I will just eat some of the food Eli brought and go to bed. Benjamin stood and put a hand on Kohelet's shoulder. You sleep. I will go out and I will see if I can find out more about Mariah's reward and who has heard of it. He pointed to the coins Eli had given to Kohelet. I am afraid I will need one of your coins to buy us more olive oil. Kohelet nodded. Yes, I have been burning a lot more oil. I need light to see what I am writing. Benjamin shook his head. No, master, it is my fault, for I have been staying up late at night and reading over your work. Kohelet raised his eyebrows and cocked his head. So you are keeping track of my progress, making sure I stay on task? Oh, no. I just enjoy seeing how you are bringing your teachings together. Well, I tend to ramble a bit. I like it. I feel like I am sitting at your feet and you are teaching in the square. He grinned. I especially like that I don't have to put up with the fools who always like to argue with you, those who like to cut teachings apart and use the words and phrases to make silly arguments that only prove their own foolishness. He touched the scroll. Your wisdom will last much longer than their arguments. Benjamin stood a moment, and then, for the first time since they had met, he leaned forward and wrapped his thick arms around Kohelet. But you must rest tonight. I don't want you to get sick again. He released Kohelet and headed out the door. Kohelet took the remaining coin and hid it where he and Benjamin kept their dwindling cash of actual currency. Living was stressful without a steady income to depend on, and no matter how much he tried to tell himself it wasn't important, that he was rich in things that really mattered, the reality of their situation kept nagging at his mind. Since leaving the palace, it was Benjamin who added a coin here and there to their hoardings. He could not seek work outside the market and risk getting caught as a runaway slave, but he was a man of many skills and always willing to help out. He never requested payment, but he was well-loved and at times was given cash. Dira likely figured into this as well, for there had been times when they could not pay the rent on their apartment, and Benjamin left for the night 
and returned the next day with enough coins to see them through. He sat on the bed and glanced over at Eli's food basket. At the moment, there was no sense of hunger, just overwhelming exhaustion. He lay back and covered himself. If he grew hungry in the night, the food would still be there. Right now, he just needed to rest. As he drifted off to sleep, he heard Simca's familiar song. Was she on the window ledge, or was it from out in the market? <laughs> 